Hello, 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 Miami Dolphin fans, and welcome to the Same Old Dolphin Show, part of the DolphinsTalk.com podcast network. I'm Josh Katzker. With me today and every day is my brother from the exact same mother, Aaron the Brain. Aaron, say hello to the people. Hello to the people and happy birthday. Thank you. It is very nice to be spending Part of my 40th birthday, if you can believe it, recording the same old Dolphin show. And it's kind of amazing because for most of those 40 years, they've been the same old Dolphins. <laughs> it's true. It's true. At, at what age did you start watching the Dolphins? Well, my earliest memory of the Dolphins is the Super Bowl with San Francisco and my my memory isn't so much of the game as it is our father yelling at the TV that the 49ers were playing dirty. <laughs> really? Yeah. Like, they're playing dirty. He stripped the football out of his hands. They can't do that. This is this is my earliest memory of the Miami Dolphins. Incredible. And so, um, amazingly, my earliest memory of the Miami Dolphins is them um, disappointing in a big spot. Well, that's, that's probably not a... Uh not dissimilar from most Dolphin fans that are listening to this. Right, exactly. So, I mean, it's the Dolphins put themselves into a good position. It was the furthest into the season Dan Marino ever got, the one Super Bowl he ever played in, and uh, he fell short, which is a very same old Dolphins thing to do. And since that time, so in my lifetime, the Dolphins have not been back to the Super Bowl and they have not won a Super Bowl, obviously. So, uh, yeah, it's been it's been 40 years, and there's been ups and downs along the way. There have been some really good Dolphins teams. Uh, I, I think specifically of that team that got crushed in the AFC Championship game at home against Buffalo. That team was really, really good, and that was probably one of the most disappointing ends of a season that there's been. Um, but there's been some other probably good... The- the the missed field goal by Pete Stojanovic in the divisional yep. round against the Chargers. Yep, that's another heartbreaking moment. So, I mean, you know, as most of you listening to this will know, your lifetime of being a Dolphins fan is great expectations and then having them dashed at the final moment, which probably doesn't bode well for the fact that we're currently in the middle of tanking to try to get Tua, because, you know, if the same old Dolphins track record means anything, the Dolphins will tank, they'll finish 0-16, they'll draft Tua, and he'll either be a complete bust or or get hurt or something like that, because that's the same old Dolphins thing to do. But the hope, the hope, the reason that we watch football every week and the, the reason that we follow this team is the is that one day... Maybe they won't be the same old Dolphins, and something different and exciting will happen. And as we've sort of documented on the show here, part of that process is the fact that they are, in fact, going all out to tank and completely rebuild the team this season, as opposed to scrapping to try to get to six or seven wins, which, you know, has 
left the team mired in mediocrity for the better part of the last two decades. So maybe they're not the same old Dolphins as they move forward here in this 2019 season. But and but whether whether it's the same old Dolphins result, we'll find out all in good time. In the meantime, however, Bryn, the tank rolls into Steel City for a Monday night football matchup between your Miami Dolphins and the Pittsburgh Steelers. Of course, the last time the Dolphins were in this stadium was also not a very good result. The Dolphins ended up losing to the Steelers in a wild card game where Matt Moore was the quarterback and he got hit pretty hard. He ended up getting knocked out of that game, didn't he? Did he get knocked out of that game? Maybe. I mean, he got his he got his bell rung and he didn't play well. Uh, I don't know that he got knocked out. Well, either way, that we was didn't the last see, time. Uh, yeah, you because know, we didn't see a third string quarterback in that game. I don't well, think. Then uh, either way, that was the last time the Dolphins were in Pittsburgh. It wasn't a particularly positive memory. And now they go to Pittsburgh to take on Minka Fitzpatrick and the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, this Pittsburgh Steelers team brain has been it's been a kind of very interesting season for the Steelers. So obviously they lost. Ben Roethlisberger in week one. So that sort of threw everything off the rails. And then they had Mason Rudolph come in and do an admirable job until they lost him to a concussion. So then they had Devlin Hedges in for a little while, a third string quarterback who was best known for making duck calls had been the quarterback of the Steelers. And then, but as it stands, Mason Rudolph is poised to make his triumphant return to the football field as the Dolphins come into town on Monday night for a nationally televised performance. So ought to be an interesting one. What can you tell us about the Steelers other than the fact that I think that they're probably mired in what has a, been a disappointing season to them so far. They're two and four in the AFC North tied with the Cleveland Browns and uh, two and a half games back of the five and two Baltimore Ravens who have been the, I think by far best team in that AFC North division this season. Yeah, that's true, but in the AFC, uh they're they're still alive and this is this is kind of a must win. You got to have this one for the Steelers. So I think we're going to get the Steelers best performance and though the Steelers are 2 and 4 and I think most people would look at the way their season started with Big Ben getting hurt and them uh, losing their first three games of the season, I think most people looked at them and said, "Hey, this." Especially when we traded the Minka Fitzpatrick, uh, we traded Minka Fitzpatrick for their first round pick. I think a lot of people looked at that and they said, "Hey, with Big Ben gone, that might be a top five pick, uh, at least a top ten pick. It still might be a top ten pick, but when you really look at what the Steelers have done since getting destroyed by the Patriots in Week One, which..." Kind of everybody's been destroyed by the Patriots aside from one close game against Buffalo. The Steelers have been in every game. They've won two of the last three and they've held fourth quarter leads in all but one of them. So I don't think this Steelers team is as bad as a lot of people thought they were a couple weeks ago and maybe as, you know, as many people still think they are. Uh, I think that a lot of what they do offensively in, in their struggles have been because Big Ben isn't there. Uh, they haven't run the ball as well as they have the past several years that we're used to seeing from the Steelers, who still have arguably the best offensive line, certainly a top five offensive line 
in the National Football League. But I think a lot of that is just due in large part because without Big Ben there, they're not throwing the ball down the field. So everything has been short and they're just kind of methodically driving down the field, but they've been doing it fairly well. Uh, Defensively, this is not a dominant uh, Steelers defense. Uh, They're a little bit better by adding Minka Fitzpatrick, but, and and look, I I like Minka Fitzpatrick as a player. Uh, I still think we're probably, even if that ends up being, you know, uh, the number 10 or 11 or 12 pick, I still think it's a, it's probably a good trade for the Dolphins. But uh, I don't think he's this huge difference maker for that Pittsburgh defense that still needs a lot of help at cornerback, uh, needs some needs some help at linebacker. It's not the most advanced defense. Uh, you see them a lot. They'll get uh they'll they'll kind of uh, put themselves in a position where they can get kind of out schemed where you can end up with a wide receiver lined up against a, a lined up against a linebacker which is obviously an advantage for the offense and i think for the dolphins to have any success in this game that's how they're going to need to to do it they're going to need to out scheme them and they're going to need to put some points up on this on this steelers defense which is not dominant because even though the Dolphins' defense has made some improvements, I think this is a get-right game for the Steelers' offensive line and running game. Because the Dolphins have not been very good defending the run this season. Even when, even the last two weeks, uh, in games where the Dolphins have been close, and they've played teams that have basically told you going into the week, hey, we are just going to run the ball. And those teams are still running the ball for, for five yards a clip on us. And I think the Steelers are going to have a very similar game plan. I think they're just going to out-physical us. The fact that it's a Monday night game in Pittsburgh, uh, the last time the Steelers were at home on Monday night, they got their first win of the season against the hapless Bengals team. They completely dominated them. And I think that the I have more faith in the Dolphins' offense than I do the Bengals' offense, but I don't really have faith that the Dolphins' defense is going to have much success stopping the run against this Steelers' offensive line and running game. Yeah, they've not shown a propensity for stopping the run thus far this season, so it seems hard to imagine that they're going to be able to suddenly show up in Pittsburgh on a Monday night, a place where they traditionally don't perform all that well. Um, especially on the national stage, another place where the Dolphins don't particularly perform well. Uh, expecting them to stop James Conner and the Steelers' running attack seems dubious at best. Um, what about moving the ball? The Steelers are very much in the middle of the pack as far as defenses go. Can we expect Ryan Fitzpatrick and the Miami Dolphins to move the ball well against this Steelers' defense? Can we ex- expect this Dolphins offense to look more like they did at the beginning of that game versus Buffalo or more like they did in the first several weeks of the season and in the second half against Buffalo. I think we're going to have some, you know, some openings if we can protect, if, if the offensive line can protect the way that they did last week against Buffalo, I think Ryan Fitzpatrick is going to have some opportunities against against this defense, particularly against a secondary that isn't very good. Minka Fitzpatrick is the best player 
in that Pittsburgh secondary. But really, aside from him, you've got a you've got Joe Hayden, who is still a good corner in this league, but is not the player that he used to be. And then after him, there really isn't much in that Pittsburgh secondary. So there's going to be opportunities, whether it's Preston Williams uh, or Devontae Parker down the field. Uh, we'll see if we see a little bit more of of Albert Wilson if he continues to try to get right. I'd like to see some of Jakeem Grant, uh, you know, the $6 million man, uh, but that seems unlikely. It seems like we're kind of phasing him out of the offense at this point. I don't know if that was a, you know, because he he's not a hundred percent or what. But the last, I mean, obviously two weeks ago he he missed the game against Washington, but he was healthy and playing against Buffalo, and I think he had twelve snaps in that game. So I'd like to see him do some. But I, you know, you know who's probably uh, who I could see having a big game in this one getting lined up against a linebacker, I could see Mike Kosicki. And I'd love to see Mike Kosicki go toe-to-toe with Minka Fitzpatrick. I think that would be fun to see. But as long as we can protect, I think there's going to be opportunities in the passing game. It'll be interesting to see if we can build on the success that we had in the running game with Mark Walton because he had a really nice game against Buffalo and he seems to have taken control of the number one tailback uh, spot, especially with trade rumors swirling around Kenyon Drake. Uh, so I think we'll have some success moving the ball, but again, we're not a juggernaut and I don't know that we have enough offense to put up 20. And I think you're going to need to put up at least that to win this game. We'll see whether or not the Dolphins have the ability to do that. Let's make a prediction for this one, Brain. What do you got? What's your final score as the Dolphins head into Pittsburgh on Monday night? And don't forget, I'll throw in a plug here real quick. DolphinsTalk.com, where every episode of the show is found. Every week, you can see Aaron and I's picks, along with some of the rest of the staff at DolphinsTalk.com. We make predictions every week. Thus far, we've gotten it right every single time. So uh, that bodes well, although I don't think it's well, been that actually, terribly difficult to predict. Well, I have gotten it right every single time. Well, yes and no. I mean, we were both going to pick Washington, both picking Miami to beat Washington, and you changed yours at the last minute because you because you wanted to you wanted to have something different. And what happened? I got okay, it right. Okay, but you, yeah, you got you got it right. But I mean, you really you, you you even said, "Well, I have the same prediction as you, but I'm going to change it." If I play the lottery, I play the same six numbers every time. And one week, I decide to change my numbers at the last minute in the interest of doing something different. And those numbers hit. Do I not get my winnings because I changed my numbers at the last minute? It's fair. It's fair. Thank you. Thank you. What's your prediction? I feel like this is a game where, the look, the Steelers have to have this one. They've got very little margin for error if they want to make a run at the playoffs. I think they're clearly trying to do that and they're trying to build and I think they're moving in the right direction when you look at the fact that they've won two of their last three and their only loss was an overtime loss to the Ravens. They're playing better and better every week. And that's true of the Dolphins as well. But the Steelers are a significantly better team than than the Dolphins, even without Big Ben. And at home on Monday night, 
I really think they come out motivated and they they take control of this game. I think Fitzpatrick keeps it interesting here and there, but I think the Steelers win this one pretty easily. I was really hoping, you know, not that the Dolphins would necessarily win this game, but for years, the, the Dolphins have this horrible streak of nationally televised games where we just get the our doors blown in. And this seemed a few weeks ago like, you know, even though we probably won't win, at least we got a chance to be competitive. And I'm hoping that the Dolphins can be competitive just because it's embarrassing that every time we're on national TV, we're losing by 30. Um, And I think that there's a distinct possibility that that's going to happen. But I do think the Dolphins will will keep it somewhat competitive in this game. Uh, I think... Ultimately, we're going to lose this game because we're just not going to be able to stop Pittsburgh, uh, especially on the ground. And then I think as as we get into the fourth quarter and, you know, the need to make a play on offense becomes greater and greater. That's where you'll usually see Ryan Fitzpatrick start to force things. And I think we'll have a couple of turnovers that make the game look uglier than it actually was. And I think Pittsburgh ends up running away with it. And I'm going to call it. 38 to 16. Well, you actually think it's going to be a little bit closer than I do at the end of the day. I think the Dolphins' Fitz magic has worn out. I think we'll get a little bit of Josh Rosen in this game, and I think it's just going to be complete ineptitude from your Miami Dolphins again on the national stage. And I believe the Pittsburgh Steelers are going to win this game by a score of 34 to 3, a complete blowout again on national TV. Now, there's one other thing I want to talk about before we wrap up this episode of the show, and that is that this very well may be the final game as a Miami Dolphin for Kenyon Drake. Uh, Rumors have been flying that he is the guy that of, of the players that the Dolphins have that are maybe on the trade market. Kenyon Drake is the big one. Rashad Jones's name has been bounced around a little bit. Xavier Howard's name has been mentioned too. And I think that's another one of those cases where if if a deal is offered that, you know, if an offer is made that the Dolphins just simply can't refuse, like a couple of first round draft picks, I think Xavier Howard could go. But it seems like the player most likely to move before the trade deadline on the 29th at this point is Kenyon Drake. And the most popular or the rumored uh, landing spot for Kenyon Drake at this point is Detroit. Carry uh, on Johnson, the lead running back for the Lions, was placed on injured reserve last week and is now they find themselves in a place where their running backs are rookie Ty Johnson. And of course, they've got J.D. McKissick, who is more of a pass catching kind of running back. They've signed another running back this year, but they, they seem to be in the market for a lead running back uh, late here in the season. And it would seem that Kenyon Drake fits that bill. In fact, the Lions earlier this week traded uh, Quandre Diggs to the Seahawks, their safety Quandre Diggs. They traded him to the Seahawks, picked up a new, another fifth round pick. And it seemed like it looks like Detroit is positioning themselves to make a move. Now, I think the Dolphins are probably looking for a fourth round pick at, at minimum to trade Kenyon Drake. And if somebody comes through with that fourth round draft pick, if it's Detroit, then Kenyon Drake will be on his way. The Dolphins have really no 
it seemed for a little while, even last season, that Kenyon Drake was not long for the world of the Miami Dolphins, and it seems like they were prepared to move on from him at the end of the season. There's been no extension talks, and with over the last couple of weeks, as the emergence of Mark Walton has made it seem even more so that the Dolphins are preparing to move on from Kenyon Drake. So the question is, is this the final game that Kenyon Drake plays in a Dolphins uniform? Does he end up in Detroit? Remains to be seen. Does he end up somewhere else? We'll find out, but at any rate, it seems like it would not be a surprise at all if the Dolphins got ready for their next game next week and Kenyon Drake was not part of the team. What are your thoughts on the idea of moving Kenyon Drake potentially for a fourth-round pick, Brian? Yeah, we talked about it. We've been talking about it. I've been talking about it since last year. Since going into the offseason, I said, look, the Dolphins need to either trade this guy or extend him, and... Uh, there was obviously no extension talks in the offseason. And then, you know, it, a couple of weeks ago, maybe there was a rumor that there were some extension talks and that lasted maybe a couple of days before all of a sudden the, the rumors came out that we were shopping him. And even going back to the beginning of the season when we made our when they made their roster cuts uh, after the preseason. My biggest takeaway was the fact that we kept six running backs and I said, oh, they're almost certainly trading Kenyon Drake. And I think from the beginning, what you were looking for was a third round pick, but you were hoping that Kenyon Drake would be productive early in this season and really warrant that third round pick. At this point, he really hasn't been productive. And so a third round pick doesn't really seem, it it doesn't seem likely. However, you know, supply and demand... Uh, it, the rumor is that the Dolphins are asking for the third round pick. Now, they can ask all they want. It doesn't mean that anybody is going to give them a third round pick. And that may very well be the reason that he hasn't been traded yet. But the trade deadline is on Tuesday. The question is, do you play Kenyon Drake in this game? And if you do, do you give him a good workload? Because you, you got to look at it two ways. On the one hand, you could, you could play him and you could feature him. And if he has a big game, it increases his trade value. But the risk in that is that the more you play him, the more you risk him getting injured. And if he gets injured, you're getting nothing for him. You're getting bupkis. And then you're probably letting him walk without getting any kind of compensatory pick back in the off season. So do you even risk playing him to what? To move up 30 spots in the draft, 20 spots in the draft, depending on the, the difference in the, the third rounder and the fourth rounder of the, the team that you're trading him to. It's a, it's a tough call. I think that you're probably going to see him in a similar role to what he was in last week, where they try to use him in the passing game. And hopefully he can, he can break a couple of big ones in the, in the passing game and look, if they catch a team that's desperate, whether it's Detroit or Tennessee that are trying desperately to make the playoffs and they feel like they need Kenyon Drake, then maybe they're willing to give up a third round pick for him. But I think that in the end, even if none of those teams are willing to give up a third round pick, if one of them are willing to give up a fourth rounder, I think you take the best pick that you can get. I mean, honestly, at this point, I don't even know that I'd be opposed to trading him for a fifth. Uh, I know that a fifth round pick probably isn't great value, but you're probably not getting that back. I mean, if you're letting him go, I don't know that you're getting 
better than a fifth round pick in compensatory picks, or if you're even getting that, because we're going to be active in free agency. So if, if they balk at it and they give you a fifth round pick, if you have no plan to keep the guy, then you might as well take it. But the hope is that you get at least a fourth for him. We'll see what the Dolphins end up doing, if they do anything at all. And we'll be back to talk about that. Our next show, I guess, so we we, we typically do a post-show on either Sunday night or Monday morning. But with this game taking place Monday night, I think what we're going to do is we'll, with the game happening on Monday and then... The trade deadline happening on Tuesday, what I think we're going to do, and this is a live production meeting here on the podcast, what I think we're going to do is hold off recording again. behind the scenes. I think we're going to hold off recording again until Thursday. Um, so on Thursday, we'll do a quick Steelers recap. We'll talk about any trades that happen, and we'll preview the Dolphins' upcoming game against Adam Gase and the New York Jets, if Adam Gase is, in fact, still the coach of the New York Jets, because he's, as as we suspected would happen, Gase is facing a ton of media scrutiny after his team has just consistently pooped the bed, on, and they did it on national television, granted, albeit at home against the New England Patriots, but still... Uh, Gase is feeling the heat and it's like, wow, if only somebody could have explained to the Jets that Adam Gase is not actually a good head coach. But anyway, so that's what we're going to do. There will not be a recap show, a sole recap show uh, early in the week next week. Instead, we'll come to you on Thursday to talk about the Steelers, talk about the trade deadline and talk about the upcoming game against the Jets. I think that is going to be the plan. In the meantime, Brain, why don't you tell the people where they can find you? Sure. You can find me at Aaron the Brain. I'm glad you asked my opinion on that meeting. Uh, but yeah, I, I think it's a good plan. Good. Well, you know, I figured that's just what we would do. And unless okay. you had major well, good, pushback. Good meeting. And if you, had a, if you had some major pushback, then you would have said it. And then we would have continued to have the meeting right here on the show. But since you've agreed with me, I'm going to pat myself on the back and say, good plan. Good plan. You can also find me on Twitter at Amplified to Rock. The show is at Same Old Dolphins. Every episode of the show is available on DolphinsTalk.com. And of course, we have a Facebook page, Facebook.com slash Same Old Dolphins, where you can like us as well. Finally, if you haven't done so already, we invite all of you to leave us a five-star rating and a positive review on Apple Podcasts. It really helps spread the word about the show. And we are available everywhere you can find your podcast. That's Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, everywhere else, and of course, SoundCloud. So make sure that you are telling your friends, spreading the word, and downloading every episode of the Same Old Dolphin Show, because while the team might let you down, the Same Old Dolphin Show never will. In the meantime... What was the name of that professional wrestler that would pat himself on the back? Barry Horowitz? Barry Horowitz. Yes, you gave yourself the old Barry Horowitz Thank at that you. meeting. It's What can I do? What can, what can I say? I'm a big fan of Barry Horowitz. There All right, everybody. <laughs> Before this descends into analysis of late 80s, early 90s WWF, uh, take care of yourselves and each other, and we will talk to you again next time. Bye-bye, everybody. Go Dolphins!